Howdy, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Years of Growth podcast. I'm your host, Nate Jackson, and today I have a very special guest with me. Um, he is a steer wrestler for the Sam Houston Rodeo team. Um, so his name is Garrett Oates, so tell him a little bit about yourself. You bet. Uh, my name is Garrett Oates. Uh, I don't know a rodeo for the Sam Rodeo team over there in Huntsville, and uh, go to some of the pro rodeos and amateur rodeos too, just kind of do stuff like that. Heck yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah, I saw. I was going through the um, the standings and stuff on the PRCA website. Yeah, and I was going through the steer wrestling. And I saw your name pop up. I was like, "Oh dang, I know yeah. that guy." <laughs> yeah. When did you get your pro card? Uh, I'm still on my permit right now, so okay. you can you can buy your permit as long as you're in college and enrolled in 12 hours. You can buy it for as long as you're in college. Heck yeah. I'm on my third permit now. Mm-hmm. Well, th- last year was my third. I got to buy my fourth probably next week. But in the PRSA, you only get two permits. But okay. as long as you're in college, you can keep renewing that last one. So how long have you been working on the permit and everything? Uh, I bought my permit when I was 18, actually. Um, I started going to some rodeos and stuff like that, just kind of going to, like, circuit rodeos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, I bought it again in 19. I did not buy it in 21. I mean, in 20. And then I bought it again this year. And... Uh, when I left and went for a month, uh, and I stayed home and worked after that, I didn't go back out to finish the year. Mm-hmm. But I think I ended up like a few holes out of making the circuit finals in Texas standing. That's pretty good. Right here at the end, I just didn't get it done. But yeah. I mean, it is what it is. There's mm-hmm. always another year. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, I was in I was in Brenham not too long ago. I wasn't rodeoing or anything. I just went down there for the concert. But um, I think you were there. Were you, yeah. Did you make a couple runs or something like that? Yeah, I was up in Brenham. I, yeah. I don't like that place. What? <laughs> Why don't you like it? It is a pretty cool small town rodeo. Man, it is. It's a small town rodeo. And I like the atmosphere. It's mm-hmm. always good. But I've done horrible there. Ever. Really? I've never done good. Just bad luck? Never. never. I've yeah. been hurt like, I think, I know I broke my ribs twice there. Jesus. And then... I don't know. I just, I've never had to look there. You broke the Reds Bulldog in there? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm well-versed in the rodeo industry, but yeah. I do know it goes on and stuff like yeah. that. But um, steer wrestling is one of the things that I'm not like 100% sure on everything about. So, I mean, um, for everybody listening, steer wrestling, basically, you got a guy on one side, usually the right side, that's your hazer. He's going to keep the steer going straight, and then... You're on the left, you gotta go down, jump off the horse, tackle the steer, and flip him, get all four legs standing and call the time. Very complicated is what it sounds like, but it's really cool to see in action. But um, when you really see it and watch it, it doesn't look like a lot of injuries go on. But I mean, one of my good buddies is a steer wrestler, and he went to Tarleton, he was telling me he yeah. tore up knees and everything. Oh, yeah. So, sure. like, what's some like common injuries that happen in that event? Man, you see a lot of, a lot of knees for sure, a lot of knees. People tear up knees a lot. Um, bad and like shoulders with mm-hmm. steer stopping and stuff they kind of go out behind you seeing a lot of people tear like rotator cuffs and pec your pectoral Jeez. muscles I mean I think most of your injuries like common if you're going to have any is like in your knees and mm-hmm. your shoulder Dang. but I mean other than that you know steer stop and crack ribs and stuff you just kind of got to be a man about it heck yeah get up <laughs> get to the next one <laughs> yeah, that's about it yeah take some leave you'll be okay well um so Kind of tell us a little bit about your background rodeo. Like, how'd you get your start? Did you grow up in a family that rodeoed? Kind of tell uh, me about that. Yeah, not. Ex- I didn't really grow up in a family that rodeoed. Um, my family's owned the cell barn for 
shoot, four years or so, I guess. And whenever I was little, my dad bought it from my grandfather. Bought the business side of it and uh, kind of took over there. And we have exotic animals and stuff we trade. Okay. Oh, we got an exotic set that we still run today. Um, but kind of growing up, I was just, we did the cowboy thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, work cows every day of the week, fix fence. I mean, that's kind of how I grew up. My dad team roped. I roped cows a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was... You know, my age just kind of wanted to get into it, but as far as like a rodeo family, no, I mm-hmm. kind of did it. I'm the first generation of it, I guess I would say. I, you know, my dad had a little bit to do with it. My mom grew up, played sports, played softball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. So okay. I'm kind of the first, you know, full fledged. Yeah, one that's it, going at it hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full fledged deal, you know. Yeah. Well, I saw a rope in your truck. Are you roping calves or anything? Yeah, yeah. I rope calves and I rope steers. I don't really like to, but <laughs> which which one do you dislike the most, and which one do you like better? Oh, man. If I had to pick, I like roping calves. Really? I really do. It's it's. There's a lot that goes on to it that yeah. goes into it. It's way more complicated than what I ever thought of. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that have to go on. Oh yeah. And I guess that's what I do the most. I enjoy team roping, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I team roping. Call. Team roping is one of those events where I'll try to watch the BFI, Man, yeah, but after about just, thirty minutes, I'm like, all right, there's got to be something yeah, else. Going. It's just the same thing. Oh, it's mm-hmm. hard to watch. Now mm-hmm. it's fun. Like, don't I, I'm not. I don't take anything away from team yeah. ropers because. I know some professional guys that like are mm-hmm. for real and they dedicate themselves mm-hmm. and it's crazy. I mean, yeah. to be like I think like I seen Jake Corbett be three three at the uh, NFR mm-hmm. one year, and that, I think that's the world record. I think it's three three, well, maybe three yeah. two. And I mean now, I it's mean, crazy. there's been rodeos that kind of incorporate team roping being different. Like Salinas, they come oh, out yeah, of the same yeah, box. Sure. I think that's one of the coolest things. Yeah, ever. yeah, Salinas is a cool place, man. It really but um, is. I mean. Now, I mean, you got the BFI that's like For big sure. hooey's behind them. Oh. So team roping started to become like a big thing. I think it kind of started like blowing up really, really in like right. mainstream back in like 2015, I think, when they had that um, when they started streaming the USTR fi- uh, USTRC finals. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I know I wasn't paying attention in class during that. <laughs> I was just watching YouTube oh, no, videos never, all the time. Never, no. If you're Heck on a computer, yeah. you're watching exactly. YouTube right now. <laughs> but. <laughs> We go to school, but we don't participate. We go school. to school to educate ourselves on what we want. That's the yeah, whole yeah, point yeah, of sure. public education. Nobody needs science. Right? <laughs> Who needs algebra and matrices? Right. I've, I've never had to use a matrices counting cows. But, um, yeah, definitely not. but uh, yeah, um, like we were talking about, team roping is one of those things to where it's a cool event. And, like, to watch the top guys go, oh, for sure. that is it's, insane. It's definitely, it's definitely fun to watch, you know, whenever you got – for real guys doing it but mm-hmm. to go sit through a team reference all day long yeah man i've done it i do not recommend it <laughs> there is better sources of entertainment it, there really cheaper. is exactly <laughs> it's just, man it's the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and over and the cool thing about calf roping though is that you were saying how there's so much that goes into oh, yeah, it sure. and i mean you got to have a good horse that's right. got to be consistent you got to be consistent you got to be in timing but when you're watching like the nfr for example all 15 of those guys pretty much all make the run look super easy oh, and yeah. super the same and it's exactly the okay. and they do it in no more than eight seconds right. you know and so i guess watching the nfr especially the calf roping right. when it starts to heat up a lot of people don't realize how much goes into it it's and crazy. i it's it's insane i would say i'm gonna take a jump and say it's one of the hardest events yeah it's for sure on the time event yes yeah. mm-hmm. when you go to a time event i mean to each their own and you know every event does their 
has their highs and lows and the hards and the easy parts of it. But like, man, until you've done it, mm-hmm. man, that tight end roping is wild. Like, it is. It takes a lot. And I used to rope before I ever bowled on. That's all I did. We really? rope. Whenever I started early on, um, I originally was just gonna rope. Like that's all I knew. That's all my dad knew how to teach me. Mm-hmm. And I was the only way I was taught to rope was catch that cow four jumps on the fence. I was yeah, never, exactly. I was never taught. Never, <laughs> right. you know? And then I got around like Joe Beaver. I went to uh-huh. his schools a bunch, and I live in his place now actually, mm-hmm. or his old place, but it's right down the road. I seen all the right. time. And uh, Jerry Chili's another older guy, kind of old school roper that mm-hmm. he for sure taught me how to do it. Like yeah. in the arena, there's a totally different style of roping it is. in it the is. arena than it is in the pasture for sure. And especially like some people in the pasture, I mean, some people are dallying, you know, when oh, you're yeah. tied on roping, you're tied on. Yeah, no, and like, if it gets bad, it's right, gonna get real bad. Exactly, <laughs> like, you're gonna hang on for dear life. But <laughs> so one thing I started thinking about tied on roping um, is that I mean, it's two different beasts because one, they have a whole event with just the roping part of that whole event. It's oh, breakaway, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so sure. first you got to be able to rope, keep your horse in time, have right. him in check. And then after you rope, you still got to get off the horse and get to the calf, flip him and tie him, you know? Oh, yeah. Dude, and that's just so much, two different beasts, man. There's so much horsemanship that goes on in all of their events. Mm-hmm. But, like, I got to say, like, I know it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a saying that some people say. They're like, Bulldogger's a fat man's event. Because you don't have to ride your horse, which really I don't think is true. Because I think it's not. I think I mean, a lot of yeah. your run is set up by the horsemanship. But mm-hmm. that calf roping, and even the team roping too. I oh mean, yeah. But that calf roping, man, your horse has got to stand a certain way, and you got to read what the cow does before he does it. And exactly. Try to set your horse up for your go. I mean, there's so much horsemanship that goes Heck on. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, let's get into some. I mean, I guess let's get into some fun rapid fire questions. So. um just first thing that pops up favorite on the road restaurant man dude i'm a gas chasing junkie I'm not okay 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 there's 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 so many things that you can make meals at a gas station that you you really can <laughs> like, that summer sausage from bucky's let dude, me tell what? you what but this <laughs> is like what is it it's on enterprise it really is it's, it's crazy like, it's I insane but honestly, it's they have like the cheapest fuel around them. It, like, it's, dude, if it's I'm crazy. kind of low, I don't even care about that tank. If I yeah. see a Bucky's, yeah, I'm probably gonna pull it. If I see a Bucky's, I'm <laughs> starting just to use the bathrooms. Like, oh, yeah, dude, their bathrooms so are nice. insane. Yes, it is bro. crazy. And you go to the bathroom. The, the way they have this place set up is insane. I've talked about Bucky's on one of my other episodes. Excuse me, but you go to the bathroom in the back, so you're walking through everything oh, it dude, has in that so store. Many Exactly, and then you walk in the bathroom. It's like pristine. Like right. the bathroom's better than most people's houses. I'm you pretty know? sure they like hire people just to clean the bathroom. I I, I have a theory. They do. They I've seen to. people just stand right just there at stand, the entrance right. of the bathroom, <laughs> wait for somebody that looks like they're about to tear it up oh just to go. Walk. I would hate to be that guy. I don't think you could pay me enough money to do that. Dude, you know, I bet you if I really thought about it, I could probably count on my hands the amount of times that I have not seen somebody clean <laughs> the buggy's bathroom when I went in there. But it's always it's clean. Yes. It's always clean. It's almost scary. You just really? walk in, it's pristine. But right. so you go to the bathroom, they got all this stuff in there. It's like the it's Texas. It's like Texas threw up in a grocery right. store. You walk back out of the bathroom, first thing there are the drinks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you get this big cup. Dude, they're 79 cents. How exactly. did you not buy one? Exactly. It's a dollar, bro. <laughs> exactly. 79 cents. And then you mix and match your drink, right? Right. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to get a drink. 
I gotta get something to eat too. You gotta go get a so, bucket sandwich. Exactly. Have to get the bucket At the sandwich. end of this Bucky's trip, you're dropping at least twenty five dollars. Oh, dude, every time. It's crazy. So my dog goes with me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Like I got a little Jack Russell and anything. Man, like everybody at the college radios knows my dog because she mm-hmm. likes to run off whenever I'm not paying attention sometimes. Uh-huh. She really listens good, but they've definitely seen her run across the arena sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like I'm horrible about bringing dog food when I go to radio. Oh, man. Like, I'm terrible about it. So, uh-huh. I got to stop and get food. Every, whenever I eat, she eats, basically. Yeah. And so, it's notorious for our Bucky stops. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go inside, go see that bathroom, Jeez, come back man. outside and get me two barbecue sandwiches, and she eats <laughs> one, and I eat that Heck other one. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on barbecue sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't blame you. But, uh, so, do you have a traveling partner, or is it just you and your, your dog? Man, most of the time here lately, it's just kind of been me and my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I work a lot, you know, during the week and stuff, so here lately I've just kind of entered by myself, or right. entered where I could go, where mm-hmm. I know I can go. Yeah. But I've got a pretty decent Hazen horse we just started, so, I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to find somebody when I get to the radio haze if I don't have it planned out already, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, man, that's, that's a lot to juggle. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're working... It's rodeoing so and school. Oh yeah, we got a we have an exotic sale this weekend on Saturday, but we, it's it's the bird sale. So really? like all kinds of birds and stuff. So like and how does uh, how does an exotic sale go down? That's how are you gonna run an ostrich through a cell bar? How does that you work? Know, just like honestly it's crazy. It sounds just like a cow. <laughs> really? The fences are twelve foot tall. Jeez. It's yeah. like some Jurassic Park stuff, like in that one movie real, where they're having right. to bring them in in cages and stuff. <laughs> right. That's Man. exactly how the birds deal is. Really? Like, yeah, everything has to be in a cage. We're not, like, chasing chickens around. Mm-hmm. But I, we've got one Saturday, and I got to work till like, 3.30 or 4, and then I have to jump in the truck and, like, haul butt to a rodeo. Jeez. So I'm just going to take my horses over there with yeah. me. <laughs> just put them in a pen. As Heck soon as yeah. we get done, I'm going to They look to your left, and there's an emu right next right. to them. Yeah, you know, they're just like, going to hang out. What the heck? What's the, while working, because, I mean, you said your family has, like, exotic animals yeah, yeah, and stuff like sure. that. What's the craziest, you know, sale you've seen at an exotic auction? Man, it's, it never ends. Like, you'd be surprised some of the, the crazy stuff that just comes in. I mean, all kinds of African animals. Mm-hmm. I think lemurs are pretty cool. We get lemurs. Yeah. They're pretty, I like lemurs. They're pretty cool. Like King Julian from Madagascar. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> How much does a lemur go for? That's like some, well, that sounds the, like some black market stuff. How not, much can no, I buy a lemur for? It, it sounds crazy, that's crazy. but it's not. Man, how much? How much is like a lemur on average? Do you want average? like a bottle baby one, or do you want like a I like want full grown one? I want a lemur that's gonna be my dog. You know, nah, it's gonna ride with me. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, no, okay. You're gonna spend at least fifteen hundred dollars on a lemur. Yes, yeah, bro. It's, oh it's my insane. god! It's almost so. What's crazy? It's almost cheaper to buy a pair of lemurs and breed them than uh-huh. to buy one that's already started with a bottle. What? Yes, the heck? it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But you know, people like that stuff. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, I but I, I just, man, I don't yeah. have time to take care of a lemur. Yeah, to each their own. I mean, like the Tiger King, that's pretty right. insane. That is nuts. The first thing that people ask when they find out that we deal with exotics, they're like, oh, you got tigers? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't have tigers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> illegal. King, yeah, no, like, the Tiger King kind of, like, ruined the whole... The whole tiger business? Yeah, is- well, no, because you can't trade tigers. Like, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. you got to have all kinds of permits and stuff, mm-hmm. but... It, like, ruined everybody's image of, On the like, exotic the market, exotic stuff, probably. I feel like. Because, you know, anybody that's in the industry, if they know mm-hmm. what it's about, you know, they're cool with it. But, man, 
like people that have no idea about exotics and are wanting to get in, they're like, oh, well, do y'all do stuff like Tiger King? We're like, no, it doesn't. Matter. Yeah. It's not like that at all, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably how you explained it earlier is probably the best thing is it's just like a regular cattle auction. Yeah, I mean, I mean but you awesome and yeah, voodoo and stuff there like in that. The, in the ring, you know, and you've got a buyer's number and Jeez. you just buy stuff just like cow. And I mean, it's all legal. Uh-huh. I mean, we don't sell anything that you don't have to have a permit, that, that you have to have a permit for. Anything mm-hmm. that's, that has to have a permit. Right. Can't we? We don't sell anything. What kind yeah. of buyers do y'all have come in there? Because I mean, it's not the average Joe looking for you no, know. No, no, you're not gonna gazebra. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna get somebody from Houston to come up. Right. <laughs> I mean, I say that now. I've seen crazier things. Yeah. But heck yeah. Yeah, mostly like people with big ranches and stuff, mm-hmm. or like people that trade animals. You know, they'll buy them and sell them to other ranches and stuff like that. But, Dang. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's really cool to man. Heck yeah. You should definitely come watch. I definitely... It's in Huntsville, right? Yeah, it's noon on Saturday. I'm going to be going home this Sunday. I mean, Saturday. But next time y'all have a sale, I want to check that out. Because I'm from... I'm from Maine or over by Elgin. Yeah, yeah. Um, In Taylor, which is not too far, there's like an ostrich farm. Oh, really? And like that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. And then I started coming up in here at College Station and they have that... I don't Safari know. Park. I've yeah. Seen some animals mm-hmm. before, yeah. Right, right. And they have like zebras and oh, like yeah. a bunch of different zebras, kinds of goats. Bug, all kinds of stuff. Man. Yeah. Have you ever been on an exotic uh, hunt before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have hunted them, guided them. Where at? Here or overseas? Oh, well, no, not overseas. I've never no. been overseas. Yeah, I had never been. Africa's cool, man. But the problem with Africa that I see, I mean, mm. you can do what you want. I think if I could go to Africa and afford it, I think it'd be a great experience. But. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go to hunt because, man, when you're around that stuff all the time, like, you just, you don't have a want to go mm-hmm. shoot something because, right. you're like, why? I can go see it whenever I exactly. want, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy part is, like, man, you can shoot anything over mm-hmm. here, like, on the hunt. Mm-hmm. You can, like, go hunt, like, dang near anything they have over there over here. I mean, Jeez. Oh, now, of course, we don't have, you know rhinos and well yeah elephants, you know <laughs> it's like some now, Jumanji now with stuff the exotic, with the, there's an association called the exotic wildlife association uh-huh. last I heard we were trying to get some rhinos over here transport over here to help like save the population right. and stuff like that try to help them get off the endangered species mm-hmm. list but as far as hunting them that's a big no no like yeah we definitely don't hunt rhinos oh, or elephants <laughs> you know, we definitely don't do that Wow. But I mean, as far as like, man, most most everything else you can find over here. Oh, uh, yeah, if you definitely. got the pocketbook to find it, mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it. You can, yeah, all right? That's amazing. But yeah, exactly. Well, I had talked to you um, over the summer when I first met you. Um, you have been to the high school rodeo finals a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I went to the national high school finals once. Um, it was a pretty cool deal. But I'll tell you, man, there's nothing like you go to the high school finals and like. I'm not going to say it's a joke because it's mm-hmm. not. But, man, you go up there and the competition up there is nothing like the Texans. Like, I mean, every... I hate to be like that, but yeah, it's just not. It's, it's, hard, <laughs> it's hard to say that, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. But right. essentially, but it, is. it is. It is. You That's know? the problem. And a, a lot of people will tell you, like, man, Texas is overrated. And I'm like, right. okay, well then, why why did you move here? It's exactly. overrated, right? Exactly. Everybody, that, everybody wants to argue about how Texas is not that great. Mm-hmm. I feel like until just, they come here, yeah, or they're already here. Yeah, you know, and then like they're arguing with you exactly. About it. You're it's like, like man, you're stop. the one that lives here too, right? But, you and I mean, the it. other the other thing is like people say. I mean, 
up north is bronc country ideally it is i mean yeah. you go to Koyo, wyoming and everything that's all oh, they do like uh, one of my other guests tyler hanley he rodeos here at a&m and he was saying that cody knight rodeo is amazing oh, every yeah, single Cody's night deal, it's it's one of those things there's like all those people do up there you know right, it's just right yeah. bronx but i mean bronc riders starting to come down south too we're starting to see a lot of For guys sure. out in new mexico a lot of guys here in texas yeah, yeah. and i mean tarleton they just got that whole Dude, ranch. Man, that's that's a crazy. That beast. Tarleton's on a whole other level, man. They're, it's insane. I don't, I, man. I don't know how they can be funny. Like, it's I just. I guess they get it, but dude, like, that's crazy. They have hundreds of kids in the radio team, mm-hmm. and not down in them whatsoever. It's a great school. I know a lot of people. They got a really good education, right? But like, dude, it's crazy. Like how many people they have on and the team, stock. and all oh, and the animals. That's mm-hmm. the problem. They gotta have all the animals too. Mm-hmm. It's just. Because up, like <laughs> up this way, everybody goes to Huntsville to get on Brock's and stuff, right, and that's really yeah, the closest yeah. spot. For but sure. I mean, out there in Stephenville, they don't really have to go anywhere. No, they're right there. I mean, you can go. Exactly. Dude, Stephenville is like the cowboy capital. I it really swear. is. Like, it's so crazy. Dude, it, if you don't have somewhere to rope or practice at in Stephenville. You can throw you a rock need, and find a practice pin dude, out there. you need to make some friends. Like, exactly. Exactly. There's so many places over there, man. Heck like, yeah. You just don't talk to anybody if you don't have nowhere to practice. Yeah, for sure. And uh, another reason how rodeo starting to come down in a big way, I mean, it's always been, especially in the rough stock right. side of things, I mean, the Steiners are kind of bringing in that bareback sure. crowd, too. Yeah. And that's happening here. There's been a couple bareback schools, I know. One in Waller. Yeah, I heard um, about that. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, the Steiners have their big place right. for the rigging rally and stuff like that. So, And that needed to happen, man. It just, really did. Just like with the Oak Berry and the Bulldog and deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I say this, and when I say it, it kind of sounds crazy because I'm only 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, there's there's no youth coming up. There's like, really the not. Sport, I'm not going to say the sport's dying because mm-hmm. it isn't. That fan it, base it is, is there. It, it is to an extent, but at the same time, it's not because people like the older generation and the greats, or what we call the greats, and they have people they call the greats from mm-hmm. way, way back in the day. Right. But, like, man, just nobody's really, nobody's done a whole lot to promote the sport. You know, the calf roping and the team roping, that's a huge deal. It's always been a right. huge deal. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be a huge deal. But, like, in the Bulldog, and there's nobody to try to do anything. Right. Except for little, you know, jackpots here and there. But on mm-hmm. a grand, like, large scale of things, Oak's the only guys that have done it. Yeah. And then, like, with the Bearback and the Sauerbronk, man, that's a dying breed. Mm-hmm. Just because... Like nobody is helping kids. Like yeah. there's a few schools here and there, but man, it, it's not by anybody that goes to the finals. Like big right. names. Like you have to have a name. I feel like if you have a name in what you're doing, then whenever you start to do something, it helps you a lot better. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I feel like people know who I am. But if I plastered all all over social media, I'm gonna have a a school, and then we're gonna have a jackpot. I mean, I'd get people, but right. nothing like what Oak does gets mm-hmm. with the with the junior students or whatever right. and shit. Like mm-hmm. it's just, but that needs to happen. Like yeah. it, it it needs to happen. I mean, yeah. but if if nobody does anything about it, I see this kid. It's just it's not going to be good, man. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I mean, now you go to these CPRA rodeos right. and nobody's in there in the bareback riding. It's just no, it's almost man, like you, they skipped the event. You get you know? like four and five guys. Mm-hmm. Perfect, and now they're combining the, the Bears with the Bronx now, right. too. And because, it's I mean, crazy. It's the dwindling. crazy part is, is a lot of times, the Bears and the Bronx and the Bulls, they've got more out of money than time to do. Exactly. And that's what's nuts. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. they're but, adding more money, but the people just aren't there to go. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, 
You're right. And that generation, I think the fan base is growing in rodeo, yes. but I think the generation isn't growing as fast. Exactly. But it's, I think a lot of it is just because there's nobody to help anybody. Mm-hmm. And the people that do help, they can't do it for free. Exactly. But, like, you know, inner city kids, mm-hmm. man, they can't. They don't have access to They can't to just that. go rope anywhere. No. Go get on a bronc, no. you know? And that's what, like, whenever I started, we didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad knew some people and got, got me in touch with some great mentors. But if he didn't know people through the cattle business and through other people, man, I would not be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about social media and kind of the world we're living in right, right. now with all the technology is the whole world is starting to kind of shift more kind of away from the it's more who you know yeah, yeah. to where now it's kind of not necessarily what you know but what you want to know For you know sure. like because you can find anything you want on the internet if you exactly look hard it's exactly crazy. if you look hard enough you and now i mean you're if you want it bad enough, you know, you can go find it and go work for it, you oh, know? for sure. Because before it was like somebody would know what they want. A kid would know. He'd say, I want to ride Bronx. But let's say, hypothetically, he lives downtown in Houston, you know? Right. He can't just go anywhere and go get on no. the Bronx. And know? what happens whenever, whenever they do that is you see kids that just, they Google, you know, Barstow Pro Radio, and uh-huh. they buy a bareback rig and, and do not know how to put it on. Right. They just show up to a rodeo and get on a bronc because uh-huh. there's nobody to help them. And that's, dude, that's bad. Right. Like, I would much rather people reach out to me and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to learn. Would you be willing to help? I'll help anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had people help me free of charge oh, yeah. when I started. And, dude, 99% of the time, like, I'm not going to say 100% because nothing's ever 100%, but right. 99% of the time, I will not ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to learn and you want to get better, I'll help. I'll help anybody. Yeah. But if you're in it for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just yeah. not. But that's with anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. Really and truly. That's just, I mean, common sense. You know, I mean, being a good person. football and, people. Exactly. Like, you're not going to go. The only thing, I think, with the football camps is, like, if you pay, they're going to help you, but then they won't help you anymore. Uh-huh. Like, if you come practice with me and you try hard, mm-hmm. then I will do my best to make it happen. Exactly. Like, I work full-time doing odd jobs, riding colts. Trading on cattle, horses, vehicles, mm-hmm. fence—you name it, I can probably do something with it. Right. But and I try to rodeo, but I still make time to go back to high school rodeos, and we contract some steers for the Region Six down there. Mm-hmm. And man, like, I'll do anything to help anybody grow the sport. You yeah, know, I, for I, sure. It, I'm not it for me. I exactly. Mean, I if if somebody doesn't help, then I just see it falling out, and I just mm-hmm. for something that I love so much, I hate to see that happen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now, I'm so glad there's guys, like you mentioned earlier, right. Joe B., who's kind of investing into that next oh, generation. Oh, sure, he does so 20 to 50 schools a year. Exactly. I mean, and that's huge for a guy like that. And rodeo. Yes, to know? be willing to help people. Mm-hmm. I mean, football players are going to do sports camps and right. camps. You're going to pay them uh-huh. thousands of dollars to do it. But, like, you can go rope with Joe 500 uh-huh. for an evening. You know, mm-hmm. or, I don't know how much it is, but theoretically... You know, you're going to pay $1,000 for a professional athlete to help you. Exactly. Well, you can go rope with him for le- the same amount, if not less, mm-hmm. and get just as much out of that and go do it whenever you want. Exactly. Then he's home, you know what I mean? But I don't think people realize that. Yeah, and I think... Like, if you're willing to work hard, and right. to some people, if you have a little bit of money, and it doesn't even have to be much, but just enough to get you there, mm-hmm. I mean... Those I, people are going to invest in yes, you. Yes, dude. Like, if you, if you have to try, you'd be surprised how many people would invest in you. I mean, I, I'm a true believer. Yeah, and how many doors open. And that was oh, one thing sure. I've kind of yeah. started noticing this past year, especially in my podcast, because when I started it, I'm like, 
who am I gonna? I don't know right? many people know in the running industry. If you, you just know? ask, though, man. And that's the thing. You know, I started reaching out. You know, hey, I've met you before. Da 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 da. I'm really interested in you, and I want to give you a platform to kind right. of share what you want to say and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. you'd be surprised how many people you know oh, yeah. hit me back with, "Hey, yeah, that sounds awesome." Well, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing but it's nothing but publicity. Exactly. And it helps you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, as an athlete or a sports contractor or mm-hmm. even a businessman, any way that you can showcase what you do or talk to anybody, like, you're crazy not to do that. I right. mean, it helps you and it helps everybody. Mm-hmm. Man, I think podcasts are great. Yeah. I really do because people get tired of listening to music. I tell you, I drive all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've got a playlist on my phone that's got, like, 500 songs on it, maybe yeah. more than that. And I guarantee you, I know some of the words to every one of those songs. Because <laughs> you can only listen to the same stuff it's for so, so long. long. Yeah. And I think I think podcasts are just a great way to, mm-hmm. you know, showcase, like, what you do. And, like, I mean, there's places, like, with the, what's that, Joe Rogan, he does mm-hmm. a podcast. He's a pretty yep. cool one. And, like, with the Gage, with Rodeo, mm-hmm. they just started it. That's a cool podcast. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, yeah. I'm a podcast Definitely. Guy. Me, like too. Them. Heck yeah. And that's one uh, one thing why I started the podcast, you know, because I'm from a place where not many people rodeo. I think there's only one guy. Apparently his name is like Jim Bob Mays or something like that. Uh, I think his name, yeah, I think that was his Sounds name. Scott. He's a calf roper. I gotcha. Um, and he's the only guy in our whole town, really, right. that rodeo. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just kind of a foreign, you know, subject to that yeah, part. Yeah, nobody of, talks about it. Exactly. And I mean, even from there, I'm that close to Austin, which right. is even more of an audience that oh, doesn't really know sure. much. Yeah. And so those are like my people, you right, know. Yeah. So if I put this out there to those people who don't really know much about it yeah, and it gravitates to them and they say, go on their friends. Hey, look at this. Next yeah. thing you know, you got the whole city of Austin talking well, about I mean, rodeo. Anybody's you know? going to be interested in something they don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a forward moving mindset, I feel like if you're not trying to learn something or at least listen to something that you've never heard before then right. what are you doing and especially rodeo and that's right. that's it always I, changes that's my passion about rodeo too because I mean it's so hard not to be a fan you know people can For say sure. all they want I mean nobody abuses animals in the sport yeah. you know most people treat animals better than their own kids oh dude you, do, you can't even imagine like I see the whole PETA thing and mm-hmm. I get it I mean I'm all for animal rights mm-hmm. but what they I'm not going to say won't look an eye to, mm-hmm. but what I've noticed, they, they've never tried... To understand. Yes, they don't, they don't get it. Like, uh-huh. I know stock contractors that don't get home, or not even home, they don't get done taking care of animals after a rodeo park till like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then get up the next morning at 5 and start and taking care the of them thing. again. I mean, they do that before they even ate. I mean, right. you got to think they just worked a two or three hour perf. Mm-hmm. And then had to feed all that stuff. Right, and, and transport them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done all that before they've ever eaten themselves. I exactly. Mean, dude, our animals get take way, way, way better taken care of. And now with this new technology, it's insane. I've now seen PBR bulls and stuff. I know, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Dude, they have our Facebook uh, pages. Exactly. Yes. And I think, I can't remember what the company's called. Um, Chad Berger's a huge guy on him, social media. Um, I think J.W. Hart's company. Yes. Yeah. Um, his bulls, I mean, they get massages. Yes. You know, that electrotherapy. Yeah, I can't, sure. I've never gotten a massage in my yeah. life. It's the you best. Know? I highly so recommend it. <laughs> those bulls get in better treatment yes, than I do man. as a person, you know? For sure. And I think when we start to open that up to people, and I think what's going to get that there is the people in the industry. Because 
Yeah, go ahead. And um, and the thing is, like, it's so hard not to be a fan of these greats, you know? Yeah. And that's the whole thing. I think podcasts are starting to blow up in this industry. Right. It's because it's given an opportunity to say, hey, I want you, I want to know your story. And sure, I want you yeah. to share your story with all these people. Oh, and these people are starting to listen to that. It's like, man. It's interesting to them. It's exactly. they've never heard of before. It's almost like every single person's a movie. Right. And you got 15 times however many events there are oh, going yeah. to the finals every year and that's each person's story you know i mean a lot of people have a story pretty similar to the movie eight seconds you know right. a lot of bull riders you know yeah. and it's just you'd be surprised I mean, yeah you really would exactly and, and the crazy thing that people don't understand is how approachable rodeo athletes are mm-hmm. like it's insane like that jb Mooney, he started mm-hmm. going to rodeos like we were hanging out at fort smith Arkansas this year mm-hmm. and I think he got bucked off or something happened but then like after that was over he was back behind the chutes helping the little kids with the mutton busting exactly and like them kids they they don't I don't know that they realize how great or how like the level that guy is on but mm-hmm. for him to take his time out of his day after even after he got bucked off I really don't remember if he did or not mm-hmm. it really don't matter right but at the same time, it doesn't matter if he wrote or not. For him to take that time and help them kids and, you know, sign whatever they want to sign mm-hmm. or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think people understand how approachable rodeo really people are. And I mean, you don't see that in other sports. No, not at all. Like, you know? dude, rodeo is so friendly, it's not even funny. Like, yeah. I mean, especially, like, I think it's crazy, like, with the Bulldoggers. And I've Bulldogged for years, but, like, man, just... With me starting out, like, even before people kind of started, and I don't think a lot of people know my name now. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, like showing up to rodeos and, like, not having a horse to ride. Right. Or, like, I started on a horse that was terrible in the box. And, like, random people would just jump in the box and push your butt over and mm-hmm. make your stand. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I never asked for mm-hmm. nothing. Just, man, I'm glad you got to make a run. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, the camaraderie mm-hmm. that's in the entire sport is just crazy. Right. And I think when... Now we're able to give people an insight to that camaraderie, sure, you know, yes. with these podcasts and like the prayer, player profiles right, and yeah, the yeah. Cowboy Channel being dedicated to, you know, For like sure, the sport yeah. of rodeo. Yeah, no, people are starting agree. to be able to see that a lot more and it's starting to open a lot of more people's eyes. And yeah. a lot of people, I mean, whether you like them or hate them, like, for example, Dale Brisby, that's right. a whole generation of rodeo fans. Oh, you know? dude, yeah. And they, they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't know anything about anything that has to do with the rodeo, but except they wanna, for what he says. But they want to be there. Yes. You know? And, it, and, you know, even if he gets 25% of people to want to know more about rodeo, mm-hmm. that's 25% more than we ever have. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if people think your show's dumb, you're still watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? He just came out with a Netflix series. Exactly. I, I think I only watched one episode, and I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I'm not a big TV watcher, so right. I haven't really paid more attention to yeah. it, but... That's just a whole. That's a whole other platform that we've never been to before. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the only Western movie that I think is on Netflix, if it's on there, is Eight Seconds, and I don't even know if it's on there. They even they took that off. Too. Did they take it off? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I think I saw it on there at one point. I think the only from the '90s to now, like modern day kind of right. Western anything on Netflix is that show. Yeah, yeah. And sure, it was the only thing that's definitely recognized. Right. And I think the that kind of switch is kind of when he started blowing up back in like I think it was like 2015 something like that. I remember in my hometown, like yeah. Maynard Elgin area, we have yeah. that Elgin Rodeo every year. It went from there being maybe 10 people in the stands of Perth, you know, right. to now just teenagers. Right. And that's Everywhere. the thing. 
the youth is starting to flood yes. these events and everything yes. and want to be involved. The fan base is growing mm-hmm. so much. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I think that's that's where I hope to see Rodeo keep going. And I think that's oh, where yeah, it's headed, honestly. Too. I really hope it does. Yeah. And one thing that you had kind of mentioned earlier when we were talking was kind of like football camps and how right, people yeah. set those up. Like, you can go anywhere and find a football camp. Like, oh, these anywhere. satellite camps. Yes. I remember I went to one here. They'll and it set was it up just, on a football. I mean, not even on a football field, just in a pasture or something. Exactly. And you can have a football camp. Exactly. I mean, anywhere. It's and I think, And I think now rodeo can start to kind of gravitate that because, I mean, there's enough arenas in, you know, rural oh, areas sure, yeah. like cowboy churches and stuff right. to where people can set that up. And I think now the youth is like, you know, so involved in stuff to where they're going to want to go to those, Definitely. you know, yeah, maybe if so. they just go to one, you know, get well, I mean, one's stomped better on than and nothing. Exactly. I mean, one's better than mm-hmm. And I think that's also the kind of, not necessarily the problem, but the reason why, you know, kids aren't getting on as many Bronx and Bears anymore is because, well, like, I mean, hurt because exactly. nobody's ever taught them how. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying about, like, with the Bearbacks and Bronx, like, there's just nobody to help mm-hmm. them. So... Of course, they're going to go to get their rodeo and get their face slammed in the dirt. Right. And they're like, man, screw this. Mm-hmm. Well, they were never taught how to do it. Right. So I feel like if you do anything the way it's supposed to be done, you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, and if you do, it's you're going to stand up and be perfectly fine. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, even if you do get thrown, I mean, you're going to get thrown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get thrown, you're going to get hurt. Like, it's inevitable in mm-hmm. rodeo. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But if you know the proper way to do it, it's not near as bad. Like when I started bulldogging, the first thing they taught me how to do was fall. Exactly. They never taught me how to catch a steer mm-hmm. until like the second or third time I got off. It was just, you're going to get off this way, and if you miss the steer, then you're going to land this way. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, that was how I was taught. It wasn't, I don't think it was till like the second or third practice I started getting off and they started telling me, okay, now this is how you catch a steer. Uh-huh. Like it was always how to be safe right. getting off. And once you master that, then we'll move on to something else. Exactly. And, I mean, I think if we start kind of preaching that to the youth, especially, it's going to click. You know, anything. anything. Like I was going to say, I mean, football, like, it's the same concept. If you give some random kid some shoulder pads and helmet and tell him to go play football, he's going to get his teeth smashed. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, and he's never going to want to play again. He's liable to just duck his head in his neck, bro. Exactly. But it's just, it's the very positive way to think. Yeah, and if you want to know how to do it and it's taught right, I mean, yeah, you're going to get banged up and stuff, but it's it going to be enjoyable. Near as bad. Exactly. Yeah, it won't be Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so one other thing I kind of wanted to dive in is like, I mean, um, your college rodeo now, how that's how's that going? You know, being at Sam Houston, they're a pretty solid rodeo team. How's it yeah, rodeo it, there? Yeah, not, it's not bad. Um, I had a decent year last year, and I mean, it's just kind of got to keep moving, you know. Uh, I think the college rodeo is pretty salty this year. Mm-hmm. Got pretty tough. Um, but I mean, that's with anything. Anything's progressive. Right. You just got to keep moving. Okay. You don't stop moving. Well, are you on track to making the finals this year? Mm, possibly. It's pretty early to say that. Yeah. The rodeo, the college rodeo season just started, though, right? Not yeah, too long yeah. Ago. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think there's, we only, we only have like two. And then uh, there's 12 total, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That sounds right, maybe. Something like that. But we have a whole different, like, fall and spring rodeo season. So, I mean, there's, I think there's three more mm-hmm. this fall, and there's another five or six in the spring. Nice. So You can't really start counting on anything until the, the spring, for sure. Right. right. One of the things I kind of wanted to dive into a little more, too, is, um, like we mentioned earlier, you're working, right. you're in school, and you're rodeo. And what are, 
what are some motivators for you? You know, like how do you keep going? I mean, especially in rodeo, that's mentally hard. It's just blatantly flat out tough to do, especially mentally. How are you able to do that and keep working? You know, going to school and everything. Man, I hate school. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not a fan of school. Uh -huh. But in this day and age, you can't do anything in life without some sort of degree, mm -hmm. whether it be a trade school or, you know, like you learn or you got a certificate somewhere mm -hmm. or something like, unless you have some kind of piece of paper, you can't do anything, right. you know, which is, which I think is crazy. I just, there's so many, like, I don't have a degree right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm working towards it, but dude, like, as far as doing side jobs, like welding for people, Man, there's so much money to be made in that, mm -hmm. and you don't even have to have a piece of paper. Exactly. But the problem is, if you don't have it, it just makes life that much harder for you. Yeah. Well, like, and especially because so many more people are starting to get that piece of paper. And especially oh, yeah, in like for sure. A and lot of these companies are going to look for that. Like, mm -hmm. companies are look for that paper. And they, because they think, I feel like companies think sometimes that if you have that piece of paper, then you're that much smarter. Mm -hmm. But I don't really agree with that to an extent mm -hmm. because I know some people that have never got a college education and they're the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. Like my grandfather, for example, I think he went to a little bit of college, but like, man, that dude does mental math like you wouldn't believe. Jeez. Like it's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like him and my father are some of the smartest people as far as like working sense and numbers mm -hmm. that you would never think. I mean, yeah. you would think, oh yeah, they went to college. Well, I think my dad did a couple semesters, and my grandpa did too, but mm -hmm. never like a full degree. I'll be the first person on my father's side of the family to ever have a degree. My mom's got like five or six. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, she's done so much school, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I don't want to be in school at all. <laughs> and I mean, that kind of goes to the idea of like experience over, right. you know, knowledge. Like some people, and I think that's what kind of you're getting at, is that some people who, let's use welding, for example, a 19-year-old kid just got out of high school, you know, right. goes and gets his welding certification. He has that certificate, you yeah, know, yeah, for sure. versus this guy that's been welding in his hometown for, like, what, 30 years, 30, 40 oh, yeah. years? But I he, mean, he's not going to go get a job. He's not going to go exactly. get a pipeline job. Exactly. Like, because they want those certs. you got to have mm -hmm. the certifications. Like, yeah. it's crazy. When he can probably weld better than most of any of those guys, but he mm -hmm. was never taught a certificate way. Yeah. And, I mean, companies look at that. It's sad, but they do. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of how it is. So, what's your degree? Uh, my degree right now is engineering technologies. Okay. So what are you wanting to get at with that? Man, my plan, I've always wanted to be able to, like, design house plans and barns. I really mm -hmm. enjoy, like, the design part of things. Like, I really like to build stuff and plan it out and take something from like 2D and put it in 3D. Oh yeah. Like I just, I don't know, I've always liked that. And I honestly, I don't care if I do that. I would love to do that, I really mm -hmm. would. But I just feel like if I'm doing just something to the better society, then that's better than what I was doing yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what I would hope and dream to do. But at the same time, man, I don't really care what I do. You that's know, true. as long as I'm able to provide a for my family, yeah. And I'm helping society as a whole grow, or mm -hmm. even just a few people. Right. They have to be society as a whole, because that's politics. I don't want to do yeah. that. But <laughs> if I'm doing something to better 
something for someone, I feel like I'm making a positive impact in the world. Right. In in, in anything, I, in it, I mean, exactly. It, it like it's not just you know selected down to uh-huh. to like what I'm doing with my school. I mean, with rodeo or just working for people. Like, if I can just make somebody's day a little bit better, then I'd rather do that than nothing mm-hmm. at all. And I mean, that's gonna make you happy. And like you were saying, um, it's starting to become you know these guys that are at the top you know how can i help how can i put back because i mean i think that's how people nowadays should live is you know even if you might not be doing the thing that you want to be doing if you're progressing if you're learning bettering yourself all the more power to you it's just going to make you better you know i agree completely man Mm -hmm. i agree completely i think that's a major thing is just trying to keep going forward like Mm -hmm. my number one rule that i try to live by and it's hard it really is i'm not gonna lie to you but and I, I mean, I, I struggle with it every day. I'm not gonna lie to you. But just keep moving forward. Like yeah. my theory, which you know, I'm not big into science and the time machine and all that. Right. But theoretically, because nothing is absolute, mm-hmm. you cannot change anything that's ever happened before. But in your past, you mm-hmm. can't change it. Like before your time, there's absolutely nothing you can change. Mm-hmm. And the things that happened in the past made you who you are today. So what's the point in dwelling about it? Right. Like why get mad and upset over something that's already happened? Right. I just there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. So why be upset about it? I mean, right. And it's hard. It, it's hard. I'm gonna tell you because man, I've been through a lot of stuff that is just I would not wish upon anyone. Mm-hmm. But I can't change it. Right. So why dwell on it? I mean, we can teach about it and mm-hmm. try to make things better so other people don't make them mistakes, but I feel like if you focus on trying to help somebody in the past, then you yourself will never move forward. Mm-hmm. So I feel like whenever there's opportunities for you to help somebody from making the same mistakes that you did, you should do it. But other than that, man, don't look at your past. Heck yeah, like because you I mean, can't do anything about it. Why? Right. I mean, just why? It's not doing anything to make you upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer of, I mean, controlling what you can control. For sure. And I mean, there's some things that you just can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just cannot control. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's how it is. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get upset about it. I mean, there's some things, like I can't control if I'm driving down a road and a rock comes and hits and cracks my windshield. Mm-hmm. I can't control it. That's something that's out of my control. Right. I feel like the only thing that you can control are your actions. Exactly. And sometimes you can't even control them because of fate. Right. But you can do the best that you can to control them. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's perfect. I'm right. I'm not going to say anybody's perfect. I'm not. I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I accept that. Yeah. But the only thing I know to do is pray about it mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. I mean, okay. that's the only thing I can tell you to do. And I mean, the one thing you can control day to day is your attitude and how you want to go about. Because I right, mean, sure. if you wake up with that same attitude, yeah, you could know something's coming. I've been in that situation where I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, I know I haven't studied for this exam. Oh, and I wake up the next day and yes. it's even worse. Yeah. But I mean, like, the man, one thing. I really should have studied. Yeah. And, but the <laughs> only thing. Now, is yeah. There, is there a hot lady sitting inside of hey, the right. and, it, and it, like you were saying, is like, I mean. I can't change that now. I no, mean, I mean, hell, it, it's, it's only going to make it worse if I'm just yeah. over here soaking about it, you right. know? Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Why, why be upset? Yeah, um, for sure. You can only change what you're doing right now. So exactly. if you're not, you know, thinking a positive way, then don't. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know how to explain it other than don't. Yeah. Because I, I, I struggle with negativity a lot. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I've had to remove myself from negative thinking people. Yeah. And it's hard to do. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an everyday battle. Right. Because, I mean, I've lived with some very negative people in my life. Mm-hmm. And been around some very negative people that I thought were my friends. Right. And, man, it's just not okay. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to step back and say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I deserve better than this. And it just wears you down. Right. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, there's only so much you can take. There's only so much a human mind can take. Yeah. And I know we only use 20% of our brain, mm-hmm. whatever the percentage is. I think it's like 20 or something like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I know I'm not going to be able to access whatever else lies beyond our brain, and I don't want to know. I'm, I, I don't care to know. Mm-hmm. I know what I know is in my head right now, and I don't care to unlock 35% of my brain. I, I don't care. For sure. But I want to be able to maximize what I know to the best of my abilities. Heck yeah. And if I can't do that, well, then we'll keep trying like we can. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just keep moving forward is my point, I yeah, guess. For sure. Well, looking kind of forward in the future kind of thing, um, what are some of your goals coming up for this next year? You know, I mean, where do you kind of see yourself in the next five months or so? Man, that's pretty iffy. Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know. I uh, I sold my good horse the other day mm-hmm. to a kid, and she's older, and it was time for her to go somewhere else. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I kind of I took a leap of faith. I guess I've got a young horse that I'm really excited about. Um, she's definitely tested me a lot, and I feel like I've started a lot of horse mm-hmm. horses, and I've definitely trained a few. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's definitely testing me, but if I can keep her going, I think it'd be worth it again. Yeah. So a lot of what I do in the future, I think, kind of rests on that. And I've invested some money in a couple other horses that I hope will pan out pretty good. Mm-hmm. If they don't, I will. I mean, yeah. you got to spend money to make money, but a lot of what I do in the next year is going to kind of depend on that horse. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I would, I definitely want to try to make certain final next year. I feel like I definitely slouched. Um, when I came home this summer, I just I just took a break. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just, I turned all the horses out. I think I practiced three times in two months. I mean, when I got, I went to the four, I went to some rodeos on 4th of July, made some okay runs. I think I placed at, at a rodeo somewhere. It wasn't big enough to make it relevant, I guess. But, I just, man, I was just kind of burnt, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't burnt out. It wasn't that I hated what I was doing. Right. But it definitely wasn't fun. And I'm a firm believer if if what you're doing is not fun, then why are you doing it? Yeah. And so I kind of had to not quit, but I definitely took a step back and turned my good horses out, mm-hmm. started playing with some young horses, and just kind of had to remember what was fun again. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that that was a good decision for me but I also know the repercussions was I didn't make certain finals mm-hmm. um, I should have because I was making them and there's no excuse for that but I think if I would have kept rodeoing mm-hmm. I would not have been in the mindset that I am right now mm-hmm. um, because I honestly I feel refreshed right. it's fun again I guess yeah. if that makes sense it, and it's not that I ever wanted to quit I just kind of got to the point where I was spending so much money 
and I just I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. Like right. there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I know there's never gonna be a light because man, if you're already on to make a living, mm-hmm. you don't. It's it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something you love and you can make a living running on. I I am a firm believer you can. There mm-hmm. is enough money in today's day and age that you can do it. But long term, having a retirement plan, like if you want to for real be able to not worry about anything, I feel like you need a bigger plan. Yeah. And that's just the way I feel. A lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ready. I want to go make the finals. I, there's, I want to win the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants to do that, but that's for real my goal. Like, yeah. that's what I want to do. But after that, you know, if I'm blessed enough for my health to be in good enough shape and my financial status to be good enough, I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I'm going to get my degree. Mm-hmm. I, like, there's... I will have a job when I get done. Like I'm not gonna put myself in a position to where I'm broke up and can't do anything when I'm done. Exactly. So I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I uh, I definitely want to make make certain finals. Small term goal. When I get out of college, I want to make the NFL for sure. Um, but I just want to be financially and mentally prepared when I take off because I've neglected myself in that area before mm-hmm. and I still got by I mean I entered I think I went to five CPR radios this mm-hmm. year like at all until and then when I quit going after the 4th of July I think it was like three weeks before the CPR final season mm-hmm. the CPR season ended and somebody was like hey man are you going to try to make CP finals and I was like what do you mean I went to like five radios this year and they're like dude you're like you're making the final right now Jeez. I was like I haven't even looked at the standings. What am I at? He's like, man, I think after this week, based on my calculations, you're only like two or three hundred dollars out. I was like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> I got to now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I went hard the last two weeks. Or not, you know, hard as far as like professional rodeo, but I dang sure got to every rodeo I could get to, mm-hmm. and I got my rodeo count in, and I made them. But like, man, I don't want to put myself in that position again. Yeah. And it was, I didn't think I was ready to come back. Mm-hmm. I really didn't, but. I definitely had way more of a positive forward-thinking mindset when I did. I didn't realize how ready I was. Mm-hmm. So, and I've kind of st- I've stepped off the burner. I got a maid. I got my goal accomplished. And I've stepped off the burner, and I'm kind of working on myself and practicing a little bit more than I have before in the last year or so, mm-hmm. you know, um, and trying to get myself to where I know I can be, if that makes sense. Like right. I, I know when I came home after the fourth, I was not 100%. Yeah, I just and not necessarily physically, but mentally, I knew I was not 100, percent and that's why I didn't go back out because mm-hmm. I had a couple offers to go this summer, and I know that my mental state was not ready for that. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't something I could do. Um, thinking now, if I had the mindset then as I do right now, and even though I know I'm still not 100, percent probably never will be. But I know I'm way better ready to do it now than I was then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh heck yeah, dude! Kinda, I'm know, just I'm just excited thinking. to see where I mean you're in like this new headspace now for see where you kind of go with it. You know? Oh yeah. And heck yeah. Well, it's crazy to think about, but you have man, rodeo is like a mental game. Oh it's yeah. It's a marathon. Like yeah. it's not. It is not something you do short term. You're like, oh yeah. man, that was fun. And yeah. then you're done, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, oh, that was fun. Got to go to another one now. Yeah, Dang. yeah. Like, you're sitting in the truck for 12 hours, ready to go to one rodeo, get in the truck, drive another toilet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not something 
Like, you have to be mentally strong to do this. Right. And I've never been all summer. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie to you and say I have. I've never been, and I don't know what it's like out there. But for the month I was gone, I know, and I've rode it for years, and rode it hard, amateur, and sucker rode Or what I feel like was as much as I could go at the time, I say when I say hard. I mean, mm-hmm. that was as much as I could do. Um, and I know that my mental state was not, would not have been enough. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be fully prepared when I do go to where there's no looking back. When I leave, I'm gone. I'm not coming home until I get my goal published. Like that's exactly. When I leave, that's it. Like yeah. it's do or die, and I will not die. Exactly. So, oh yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the mindset. Yeah. Well, kind of wrap everything up, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of like final. What's if you? I want to ask you this question. If you could look back to yourself about five months ago, what would you tell yourself then? knowing what you do now mm, that's a tough one man definitely don't look back mm-hmm. for sure because I know I was stuck in the past then yeah. and I think I don't think I know that's what was taking me down uh, but thinking about bad runs and thinking about what's already happened what I could have done better just don't do it yeah. Just go to the next one. Heck yeah. That's all you can do. Like, oh, yeah. Just keep going and go to the next one. I know that Del- that Del- Brisbane yeah, says yeah, on yeah. the next one. But it's true, know, though. I-, I thought it was so dumb when he started saying uh-huh. that. Like I did. I was just, I liked Del- Brisbane. Man, I was not a fan. Uh-huh. I just, of that, not of him, but of that saying, like, just on the next one. I thought it was so cliche. Yeah. But it's not. It's like it's it, life, it actually, man. man, it means something. Like, yeah. I thought it was dumb. Like, just to kind of, you know, that's just his catchphrase. But it's but then not. sometimes it's, you're just like, well. man, it's just really not like, yeah. dude, it's something to live by, and it, it sounds crazy because people made it a funny thing right. like, on the next one, but it's not funny at all. Like mm-hmm. that is a legitimate, serious statement that yeah. I don't think people completely understand its full capacity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand it until they're in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? not, that's what I'm getting at. Like. Yeah. I did whenever he first came out and got big and I was like man that's dumb like it's funny uh-huh. and it's dumb but knowing now what I didn't know then it dude there's so much truth to it it's unreal yeah I mean you just it's crazy heck yeah well I really enjoyed you being oh, on the podcast man for sure heck yeah um do you have any kind of social media or anything yeah for sure um anybody can find me um on Facebook uh my name's Garrett Oates on Facebook. Two R's, two T's. Um, I think there's two profiles. The profile picture I have now is me and a friend of mine that passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram name is uh, Garrett.Oates. O-A-T-E-S. Garrett with two R's and two T's. Uh, if anybody ever wants and needs any help or any advice or just want to hang out, dude, I'm I'm ninety percent of what I do is on my phone, business wise. So, yeah. if I, you mean, feel free to contact me at Heck any yeah. time for sure. Heck yeah! Well, thank you for being on the podcast exactly. again, man. It was it was awesome, and um, like you said, be sure to go follow his social medias. And he's a really great guy. If you ever need anything, ever need any help, especially if you're trying to get in that sport and everything, or if you're in the sport, need somebody to run some things by, he's definitely the guy to go to. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, and as always, y'all can always give me feedback about the episode. Y'all can find the link and everything on Anchor, um, my Instagram, at Inley underscore Jackson. And 
Yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you all in the next one.